The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of My Talk 1071. What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, our host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Hello. Good morning, Machine. So happy to be talking to you today. Also with us on the phone, uh, Mr. Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. Hello, Phil. Good morning, guys. So, Phil, are you still my friend? Because we didn't, we don't normally talk sports a lot. You and I, I didn't know that you didn't know that I wasn't uh, that I was a Packers fan. So, are you still my friend, Phil? I, I did not know you were a cheesehead. <laughs> sorry to say. That's okay. No, it's good. I'm proud. But you look good in that purple that purple Vikings jersey. So good for you. He Absolutely. Needs to, <laughs> needs to spend some money and and get a new number. <laughs> He doesn't. That's vintage. He's flying that eighty four. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's vintage. Yeah, I know it yes, is. Exactly. He's <laughs> like he's old school. I applaud that. Speaking of numbers, Phil, why don't you give everybody your NMLS number, please? All right, MLS two three eight one zero three. Company NMLS three zero two nine. Cross country mortgage. Cross country mortgage. Yes. Where you can get all your mortgages and look at Phil in purple. Yes. Yes. It's a good color on you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, Phil. So we had some big, big news in the last week or so in the mortgage world. And let's talk a little bit about some of the updates that were flying around. Well, the, the biggest update is your conventional conforming limit has raised from 548,000 all the way up to 625,000 which means for those folks that were wanting to do needing to do a jumbo loan we don't need to do a jumbo loan anymore which are much more difficult uh and right now cross country mortgage is actually honoring the 625 uh, right now where a lot of lenders are not going to implement that until January 1 Okay, that was a significant jump. Right. Does that help a lot of buyers because our price points have been increasing so much, Phil and Mimi? Absolutely it does. Mm -hmm. Um, Phil, I think let's start by talking about what one would have to do to get a jumbo loan and then how this is helping so many more people with this increase. All right, so let's, let's use the example of a $640,000 purchase price. Under the jumbo rules, that client would be putting down a minimum of at least 10%, more than likely 20% down. Well, that's that's $120,000. Now under it is a the new conforming limit, I could do a $625,000 purchase with a minimum of 3% down, which then means that your purchase price could be 640 and the client is putting 3% down and they qualify for a conventional home loan. Okay, and that, that's a big, big difference and that was a big jump in price, almost $75,000. Wow, have you ever seen an increase like that in one fatal swoop? That's been the biggest increase I've seen in 21 years. That's what I was wow. thinking. Um, so this is big news and good news for people who are buying homes priced in what price point, Phil? 
Um, I would say that this is a price point where people are buying houses, you know, probably somewhere between <coughs> six fifty to seven fifty. Okay, so that's that's big news because a jumbo loan is typically more expensive for the consumer. Um, and so this is this is great news. So what else did you what else is new out there in the mortgage world? Uh, right now, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have taken away the restrictions on second homes and investment properties. Uh, here about eight months ago, they came out that they did not want to purchase those specific products. And they put some very hefty interest rate hikes on both of those products. They've now been removed, so we're back to standard pricing in the industry on second homes and investment properties. So what that means is to the average consumer, interest rate on a second home or investment property has gone down by a half a percent to a full percent on investment property, second home acquisitions. Okay, so why do you think that that change was made? Uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, under specific government policies, they felt that people it is buying second and homes and uh, investment properties should not be able to get government-backed uh, mortgages. Okay. They, those to be financed strictly by the private side. And when things are financed on the private side, guess what happens to interest rate? Interest rate goes up. Okay, so... For our investors out there, why is this an advantage for them? Well, uh, it's going to allow the investor to cash flow easier. Uh, They're able to get a far more attractive interest rate. Uh, They may not need to charge as much uh, rental income to that specific renter based on the fact that they're able to get cheaper financing, which will hold it as rents down. Okay. And what about for our second homeowner market? Well, your second homeowner market, one, it allows it allows for that minimum down of that 10%, and it allows them to basically get a, an extremely attractive interest rate. Matter of fact, a lot of people think second home uh, acquisitions have a higher interest rate. At Cross Country Mortgage, our second home rates are basically parallel or equal to a primary residence purchase. And you said that you can get into a second home with as little as 10% down? The minimum the minimum government standard is 10% down. Okay. okay. Well, that's big news as well. Mm-hmm. What else you got for us, Phil? Uh, has anybody heard of what's called the Green Choice Mortgage? I have not. What's that? Green Choice Mortgage basically is if you built a house and you put in about a lot of making energy green and water efficiency improvements, uh, and you still have a bill for those uh, specific uh, items, let's say you owed $30,000 to a contractor for, say, solar panels and special water uh, heating uh, that was energy efficient, you can now refinance that specific loan into a rate and term, which means that the interest rate is lower by three-eighths of a percent. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Whereas it's it's not a cash-out refinance. Mm-hmm. We're, we're basically giving the consumer a rate-and-term refinance at the lowest interest rate and allowing them to encapsulate those specific invoices uh, because they made green choices. 
I think that's wonderful because there's a lot of those things where you, you know, at me as a homeowner, I'm going, well, I want to do this, but I don't necessarily, I can't afford to do these things. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the things that, that my conscience, as a good steward of my planet, wants to do, but I'm like, ah, how so, do I do that right now? So, Phil, if Miss Shannon wants to put solar up in her house, um, this would work out well for her. Basically, she would partner with a solar panel company. She'd get an invoice. Uh, they'd probably provide her some form of financing mm-hmm. um, that might be at, say, an 8% interest rate. And let's say Ms. Shannon gets financing for 8% on, say, a five-year loan. She then calls me and says, Phil, I want to refinance. I want to encapsulate my, uh, my bill that I owe to the solar panel company. And we just basically consolidate the first mortgage along with the invoice on a rate and term refinance and boom, Miss Shannon's got a much lower interest rate. I love that. And you know what, Phil and Mimi, I would love if somewhere down the road, if we did a show where if you're one of those people that's looking for a green home, Mimi, you help me figure out what I should look for and how I look into that. I think that would be, I don't know, I, you, you're looking like you may not find that as fun as I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I well, Because I mean, whenever you're looking for a niche, I think that that's interesting information. Okay. And so I would love to talk to you about that, Mimi, going, well, how do I find that niche? <laughs> we'll have to put that on our list. Yes, we'll add it down. Not um, to, not next week, just somewhere down the road. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. Anything for you, Ms. Shane. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, Phil, so energy, that means solar. What else would, would be in that category for energy? Well, you've got, you've got specific heating systems that push water down into the soul into the into the soil with giant pipes mm. and i believe that that's basically the water is heated from the earth okay i can't remember the exact name for it geothermal but geothermal geothermal uh plus uh you've got wind generated wind generated power as well i don't know if you can get one of those big giant windmills in your yard with this program <laughs> but uh there are there are, there are wind, ones. wind programs as well what what about for instance if somebody wanted to update their windows to a more energy efficient window or a more energy efficient hvac system i would tell you i would i would want to get that invoice or i'd want to get that information first okay i'd want to research it to make sure that i'm giving the information correctly to the consumer because i would hate for them to go buy something and then i come back and say it doesn't qualify okay Okay. so check with you first and then uh go from there correct okay well that's a big one yes i like that one and then you've got something going on with the va Yeah, the VA, uh, there's a lot of lenders out there today that are only doing 80 to 90% financing on VA home loans on basically the refinance side. For any consumer out there that wants to basically tap into their equity, well, I can go all the way up to 100% of appraised value on a cash out. So uh, there are lenders out there for, for some odd reason, they're capping uh, the VA program with uh, some type of either overlay or specific guideline. Uh, we don't have that across country. So how is this a, a benefit for our veterans out there? Well, uh, let's just say uh, a lender is capping the loan to value on a loan at 90%. So let's just use 300000 That means they'll only lend up to two seventy. But if they owe two seventy then there's no cash out available for that for that veteran whereas with myself I could finance up to 30,000 and uh, an additional 30,000 cash in their pocket 
That's great to know. Right. Well, we'll continue talking about our updates when we come back. And I think you segued into it very nicely. We're going to be talking exactly what an example of all the different overlays that are out there in the market and how that this sets you apart, Phil. It's also awesome. a great it's also a great day for you to call in. If you have any questions for Phil and Mimi, we encourage you to call today. The number is 651-641-1071. And we'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with my friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results, and also our friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Phil Olson. Okay, Phil. Well, we had some big doozies of announcements there right. uh, in the mortgage world. And one more that you want to let everybody know about, about uh, Fannie and Freddie. Yeah, uh, the the last one on re- regarding Fannie and Freddie is they've removed their .50 uh, fee on all types of refinances. They put that fee on there because they could not tackle all the volume that was being done in the market. So they put a restriction and, and raised rates by 0.50 to the matrix. Uh, now they've removed that 0.50 hit to the borrower. Okay. Is that something that, that uh, anybody would have known, or it's just something that mortgage people would know and it passes on to the consumer? It was would have been just something that got passed on to the consumer, but I did let all my clients know about that additional hit being hit to the rate uh, at that point in time. But because our rates are so low and we're so competitive, uh, sometimes we're we're point five zero to one full point better than most lenders out there when it comes to interest rate. Okay, well that's all really great information. Now you and I have had conversations. Um, a lot of conversations. Uh, there's something out in the mortgage world called an overlay. And I, I think that we have talked about it a little bit loosely, but we've really not broken it down where I think that it's fully understandable. So when you're talking to different mortgage companies and you're trying to figure out who you want to work with, I think one of the the critical things that you want to explore uh, with your loan officer, and we're going to go into detail about this, are overlays. Do they have them? Do they not? And so, Phil, um, let's start by talking about what are overlays and what is a manual underwrite. Okay. So let's, let's just talk a little bit about risk first. Risk is put into the system or a lender may not want specific borrowers for specific reasons because it causes the risk of the loan to go up. Now, what could be risk? A lower credit score, a higher loan value. So what lenders do is they will put implement what's called overlays. These are additional guidelines, additional conditions, additional paperwork, which then what they're trying to do is increase or reduce the risk on their loan by by putting in these additional overlays. The one great thing, or there's a lot of great things about cross-country mortgage, but we have no overlays. We're a direct lender to Fannie Mae and, Fred, and, and Freddie Mac, which then means I only have to go off of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guidelines. I don't need to look at, say, a credit union's guidelines or, say, Wells Fargo or Citibank, because they have all got additional guidelines over Fannie and Freddie 
which a loan officer then has to take into account to try to get that consumer's loan done. Since we have no overlays, guess what? It makes us stand out because it makes our job a lot easier to get their the client's loan approved and get them across the finish line in a very, very timely fashion. Well, let's talk about the risk. Okay, so let's just say that uh, Ms. Shannon and I are going to go buy a property and we don't have the best credit. Right. We don't have six. We're not quite to 680. Okay. We're down there in the low sixes. So we come to you. You don't have any overlays in all your different pro, your different programs. But if we go to bank one, mm-hmm. they say no go. Right. You don't qualify or or they would say we'll get it done, but we're going to have to charge you a whole percent more because and, you have low credit. Sure. And so they would. But would they tell? that's what I was going to ask Mimi. Would they tell us it's because of your low credit? Phil, would they tell us? Uh, they would, they, what they would probably tell you is, yes, we can get your loan done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to do it as a conventional loan. It, the only product that we can offer on this is a 5-1 arm okay. uh, or a five-year balloon. And, oh, by the way, because Mimi has a, a credit score of 640, Mimi, we're going to have to do a little bit of credit repair with you because we have to get you over 660. Okay. okay. Now, I've thrown out multiple, multiple overlays there. All right. All right. Let's talk one, about the, what they all are. All right. For one, we can go down to a 580 credit score okay. on a government loan. So in our example here, Miss Shannon and you want to buy this house. Well, we could do this as a straight FHA loan with as little as 3.5% down. We can get up to 6% in seller paids from the seller, all right, to help pay for the closing costs. And because because you guys don't have the greatest credit in the world, but you've got a clean one-year history, I don't need to convert that to a conventional loan. And matter of fact, I wouldn't want to try to do a conventional loan with a 600 or even a 620 credit score because the interest rate is so high. Okay. The other thing is, the other thing is, I'm not telling you we have to do a five-year balloon. Right. And a, what is a what is a balloon? Right. Loan? I was going to ask you, you to explain that. For, mm-hmm. Yep. You, you take out the loan for five years. Okay. Even though it's amortized over 30. You have to pay the bank the full amount due at the end of five years. Which means that there's risk there for you and me, Michigan. We don't, right. that's not attractive to us. No, because now we have a giant payment right. in five years. And that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And what we don't know what the economy is going to do exactly. or, or what the interest rates will end up being in five mm-hmm. years. All right. Well, that was good. All right, so Phil, let's talk about our first example, uh, our second example now, the institution that requires 10% down. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. You can walk into any bank, credit union, or maybe even a mortgage company, and they work up your loan, and they go, oh, yeah, we've got you approved, but you have to put down 10%. Okay. Well, under, under Fannie Mae and under Freddie Mac, I've got programs that are as little down as 3%. Or 5%. So maybe that consumer is going, well, uh, you've just crushed our hopes of getting a house. Mm -hmm. We wanted to buy a $350,000 home, but we only have $13,000 to work with. Right. Well, guess what? I can work with that client 
whereas the other institution is requiring $35,000 down. And oh, by the way, Mimi, are we going to have luck getting the sellers to pay for our closing costs in this market right now? Not often. Right. Sometimes we're starting to see it again, but not often. Um, okay, so the the overlay in this example was the amount of down payment. You could do Correct. it based on what Fannie and Freddie say you can do it for, but institution one says, you're risky to me, so I'm raising up the da- amount of down payment to reduce my risk. So that was the overlay in that example. Right. Correct. Okay. Um, and, yeah. then, and then we have to also understand that there are some institutions out there that don't use Fannie, they don't use Freddie, they don't have both, they may only have one, or they may not have them at all. And that's basically what's called a portfolio loan. Okay. Lots and lots of things that, that I think that the general consumer has no idea. Exactly. Um, you know, what to ask the loan officer, how you know you're getting all the possible products that are out there. Um, one of the, the things we've discussed is to basically ask, are you a direct lender to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? And you are at Cross Country Mortgage direct lenders for both of those. Correct. Okay. And in order, in order to be a direct lender, you're in the top, oh, maybe 20, 30 institutions in the United States. Okay. Well, when we come back, we're going to continue talking about different examples of overlays and how it affects the consumer. Absolutely. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Yes, you've had some really hot houses recently yeah super cute yes Mm -hmm. um we want to remind everybody to text uh to get information text one five nine nine three seven to the number two five six seven eight to get information on six eight seven jinx avenue in saint paul really really great opportunity for a first-time home buyer or an investor priced at 160 with three bedrooms Mm -hmm. and two baths walkout basement fenced yard Absolutely a great steal and for sure cheaper than rent. So right. be sure and text 159937 to the number 25678 for all the information. And Phil was just talking about some ways that you have some creative uh, ways that financers, I mean, I'm sorry, investors can get their financing now because there's not all of these hoops and additional things. If you go to someone like Phil, he can go, nope, here's how we can get this deal done. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. new financing, unrestricted right. financing for investment properties. So a uh, better opportunity for our investors and first time home buyers out there. Okay, Phil. So one of the things I think is important for folks to know uh, one of the first questions, as we mentioned in the last break, was how do people know if they're going to get an overlay or not? Uh, and that, I think, is really, really challenging to figure out. Um, and so one of the first things is, are they a direct lender to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or Jenny Mae? And for folks that don't know what those are, those are the government institutions that are mortgage companies, some of them, go to get the money to lend out. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about some of the questions that folks, uh, for instance, the first one, I'll let you cover that, Phil. Are they a bank or credit union? Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're great institutions, but do they have the capacity that, say, cross-country mortgage and I have? No. Uh, example, there's credit unions out there that won't offer government loans. 
There's uh, credit unions out there that don't, they only work with Fannie Mae, but they don't work with Freddie Mac. Well, guess what? Freddie Mac has all different types of products that are different than Fannie Mae. So if your loan doesn't fit in a Fannie Mae box, it might fit in a Freddie Mac box. And when I work up a loan, and literally I run it through my underwriting engine, it will spit out what lenders I can use, what institutions, what programs I can use, what uh, if any overlays I have to overcome. Uh, so my, my system basically screens the consumer's file. Okay, Phil. Ms. Shannon's got a question for so you. So are you just saying that in general you have more options in your toolbox than if I go to some of these other lenders? I have so many options in my toolbox that I don't even know all the specific tools to be honest gotcha. with. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Okay. So let me just ask you a just off the cuff question. So how many loan products would you say that Fannie Mae has that you can offer to the consumer? Uh, probably, oh, I'm just going to throw a number out there. 50 mm, for Fannie, mm-hmm. 50 for Freddie. There's 100 different pro- programs right there. Okay, and Jenny May, you don't hear a lot about her. No. <laughs> um, what what would she have to offer? Well, Jenny May, how about an how about an FHA two hundred three two hundred three K renovation program? Okay. See, but, and plus the names are just confusing, and I hear you guys use them all the time. So how am I supposed to remember to ask if you do Jenny and Jimmy? And uh, it's just it's just a lot right. to keep track of. So basically it's like it's like you and me going to DSW. Yes. And they've only got one brand. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um we like choices. Correct. And so we want more choices. Right. We want our loan officer to be able to offer us all of the p- potential options out there, which means that Phil's got to have a, a mammoth-sized brain, right? Because um, he's got to keep keep all that. That's a lot. Yeah. That's why you know, you know, Phil's head, his hair, <laughs> all that business. Um, he's got to know a lot. Yeah, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not his and first it's, rodeo. And it's all gray now. Okay. Well, it could be multicolor. You know how that goes. But <laughs> well, that's sure. another show. Um, but in all honesty, so. It's an honor, I'm going to say, if you work for a company that has all three of these capabilities, that means that it means what, Phil? You tell everybody. It means when a client comes to me, I'm able to ask them, you know, what are their short term? What are their long term goals? What are they trying to accomplish? And I would say 99.9% of the time, I have a product that will fit their situation or sometimes their unique situation. Maybe it could be uh, they're, they're wanting to downsize and they're wanting to buy a cabin. And I mean, everything that a client is going to do normally requires some type of different financing. And right. normally I can come up with a multitude, a multitude of different products. So that way the client isn't being given a product. I'm offering them multiple products that will help them fit their specific situation. Okay, so let's talk about um, our internet lenders. Um, let, yep. Let's hear your perspective on them. Uh, I mean, on the internet lenders, I think they do a good job for uh, a, a client that's got an absolutely cookie-cutter situation that's a refinance. Okay. Okay? And, and the, reason, the reason I say that is I would say – only 20% of all loans will fit, fit a 
cookie cutter model. The other 80%, people have stuff in their path. They have stuff in their life. It could be their job. It could be their income. It could be their credit. And most of your online lenders, they cherry pick the best of the best. The other thing is they're not great for a purchase loan. Uh, and, And the reason being, you're not going to be able to speak to that specific mortgage loan officer basically from 7 in the morning till 9 o'clock at night, Monday through Sunday. I hear it all the time. I get pushed off to another person. They don't know my situation. I have to explain all over again? I have to explain all over again. It's like calling somebody out in China, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let me just tell you from a real estate perspective, if you are looking at property on the weekend, your Internet lender works 9 to 5 most of the time. Right. If you expect to get a pre-approval letter over the weekend, you're you're kidding yourself. Right. It's not happening. And they don't pick the phone up at 501. It's over at mm-hmm. 5. That's been my experience. Now, Phil, would you say that the internet lenders have a lot of overlays or or are they pretty easy on the overlays? I would say they have lots of overlays because okay. I can't tell you the number of clients that have called me that was working with an internet lender, their loan got denied for one reason or another. And then I basically asked the client, so tell me your situation, got an application. And I go to the client, there's no reason this loan shouldn't have been closed. And I closed the loan three weeks, four weeks later. All right. And it's, it all comes down to overlays. Right. What are they, what are they wanting? And okay. they're basically trying to cherry pick the best of the best clients out there. And okay. overlays puts more money in the institution's pocket, correct? Because they're able to charge more for uh, it. Yeah, well, it, it, in one way, it's not necessarily a higher rate. They might, instead of, instead of allowing that client to buy a house for 3%, they might say you have to put 20% down. Now my client that had $60,000 in the bank is now broke right. because they had to put all $60,000 into the home to get their loan approved. I'll give you a great, simple overlay. We've got, you've got lenders out there that will only do a conventional loan up to a 700 credit score. Well, I can do a conventional loan all the way down to a 620. Right. And I priced up a 620 credit score with my rates, I was at three and a half percent with one point here Thursday when I priced this up. It's not a bad rate. What is the going rate right now? About three and a quarter, three and an eighth. So mm-hmm. because you've got you've got damaged credit or you've got bumpy credit, like I call it. Right. All right. Here, I'm still able to get a conventional loan done with a 620 credit score where a lot of lenders would say, we have to go FHA. Okay. Well, now, see- guess what? What's a better loan? FHA or conventional? A conventional loan in this market is a better loan. Plus, I mean, that is a lot of people's biggest fear is that, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, be completely no money left mm-hmm. after I buy this place, so I'm not going to do it. Um, so if you could save thousands and thousands of dollars but pay maybe a little bit more in interest, you know, it's nice at least to have that option where you say, okay, I'd rather have my cushion right. in the bank and I'll pay a little bit extra interest, and I, I can even control that by paying extra That's each what month. I was going to say. Like, then once I feel that things are stable, I can go, well, let me throw some money at this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think well, that that's let, great. 
Let me give you another example. I had clients that fit that model of the 620. They only put 3% down two years ago, and this year I'm refinancing them to a much better interest rate, and I'm getting rid of their PMI. Right. I got rid of their PMI in two years' time. So just because you took a slightly higher interest rate doesn't mean that the consumer could not refinance to a much lower rate after they built up their bumpy credit. Right. Well, speaking of rates, what did you see last week in the 30-year fixed and the 15? Uh, 30-year fixed, they keep uh, 30 and 15 keep on rising. We're in a rising rate environment right now over the last 30 days. I would say right now on it is a 30-year fixed. You're probably at about three and a quarter percent. On a 15, you're probably at two and a half percent. Uh, but yet we're we're off our all-time lows by more than a half a percent to three quarters of a percent in just the last six months. But I'm telling you what, you know, for folks that that haven't been around, you know, more than ten years. Three and a half percent is a jump up and down and, you know, kiss your mama kind of moment because, right. you know, when I, I mean, seriously, 18 percent. I, I remember hearing people talk about in the 80s, you know, when I bought my my first house in the 90s, it was nine. Right. You know, and I was thrilled to get it. Um, so three and a half my, is amazing. I bought my first house at age 32. Mm-hmm. My interest rate was seven and a half percent. I was going to say mine was around seven and a half when I bought mine. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And that and that was a VA that was a VA home loan. Okay. Well, Phil, let's talk a little bit more. We got two more minutes before we head into our next break. Um, so let's talk about the the maximum uh, debt to income that that you see that triggers some overlays. All right. So you've got kind of a standard rule of thumb, which is thirty-one over forty-three. Thirty-one percent can be up to your mortgage payment. The other twelve percent is total additional debt, be it car loans, student loans, and credit cards, for a max of forty-three percent. A lot of lenders out there stick to a thirty-one forty-three model. Well, what does that mean? In order to qualify for a home, if at 250000 you're at 43%, well, guess what? You come to me, I can go up to 50% on a conventional loan. So instead of being capped at two fifty, now you're able to buy that $340,000 home. So, I mean, my, my debt-to-income ratio caps are 50% conventional, 57% for FHA. Then you've got USDA, which is a much lower, is at 45%. VA is unlimited, and jumbos are at 45%, but I have the ability to go up to 50% with very, very good, high compensating factors. But why would anybody want to be at 50% ratio? Great, great question. Let's say we have a husband and wife that are working, Mm -hmm. all right? Husband's got great credit of 70%. Uh, or great credit of, say, 700-plus credit score. Wife, she filed bankruptcy a year ago, all right? There's a situation where you've got a combined family income of 150000 but yet I'm only going to use the income of the spouse to qualify. Okay, so when you're meeting with folks for the first time and you see something like that, um, kind of... Tell us a little bit about how that dialogue goes. 
Well, I mean, one of, one of my big questions I always ask consumers is what is your maximum mortgage payment you're willing to afford? A lot of times they go, well, I want to buy a house for 500000 I go, let's back up. You tell me, based on your income, what do you feel is the maximum mortgage payment you can afford? That causes that conversation to completely become different because sometimes the client will say, my max payment is 1800 Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about um, more overlay scenarios. We're going to talk a little bit about student loans and maybe tell a couple of really good stories. You can be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071, streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Here with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results, and our friend Phil Olson from Caliber Home Loans, talking about some of the uh, additional hoops that lots of institutions are having you jump through when you're trying to get your home these days. So see, I I mean, I know I'm going to be geeking out about this, and huh. Phil, Phil's all about numbers, but I, I really love information. Right. And this would have been so helpful to me if I had known about overlays yes. when I was getting my my mortgages. I, I mean, I honestly did not know. Um, and they don't tell you. No. They don't go. Oh, hey, guess, guess what? what? This is why you are in this bucket. Yeah. It's like, well, does this other bucket exist? And, ah, but that's not for you. And, that's a different and thing. And this is why you get different answers when you go to different places. Right. Because they have these things <laughs> that we don't know exist. So I, I really love this show. I'm going to just gonna And say. they kind of make it sound like it's your fault that you don't get well, it's like, treatment. how come it's like, well, how come Phil said I can get it for three and a half percent down and you said I got to put 20 percent down and, and they don't say, well, um, it's an overlay. Right. <laughs> you know, so then you're like, I don't want to go with you and your overlay. I'd rather go with Phil. Oh, he doesn't and, have one. And they certainly don't tell you if you go other places, <laughs> this wouldn't be the case. Why would they say that? All right, Phil. Um, well, one one quick thing I would just challenge consumers out there. Is, is getting a second opinion. Okay. And if they call me, I can give them a second opinion on their purchase or on their refinance, normally in about five to 10 minutes max. Mm-hmm. And what did it, co- and what did it cost the consumer? Nothing. What I normally find out is the product they're being offered is, is not the best product or there are better products out mm-hmm. there or they're being charged too much for closing costs or their interest rate is too high. And I can literally pound out it is a a quick, what I call micro quote to them okay. in five to ten minutes in a, in a conversation. I think if I would have gone into my loan officer and I would have said, you know, I would like to know what your maximum debt to income uh, ratios for the Fannie, Freddie and Jimmy programs. <laughs> and I'd also like to know what underwriting system that you use and what does that underwriting system they say? They would have just blinked at you and asked they you to leave. Fainted. <laughs> they would have fainted. How does this Phil, woman know Phil, these words? You ever had anybody come in your office and ask you these these questions? Yes, I have. <laughs> I really would have loved and to I, been there. I, I, actually, I actually enjoy it when a, when a client calls me and questions either my ability or uh, what what I know. I love working with those borrowers. Okay. Well, we know what disk profile number that they are <laughs> right. when they do that. They're a high C. Yes, they are. All right, Phil. 
Um, so what other kind of really great um, questions do you think that consumers should be armed with uh, so that they know that they're getting the most choices? I think the first thing that they do is they ask about whether they're a direct lender to mm-hmm. Fannie, Freddie, and Jenny. That's question number one. Okay, so let's just say that they the lender that they go to says, no, just Fannie, but but they're happy with what offers what offering that the the lender is saying that they can get from Fannie. How do they know they're missing out if that lender doesn't have the other two? They they don't know. They don't know. Um, you know, uh, when when a client comes in with me, I, I ask lots and lots of questions, asking myself where where can I get the consumer the biggest bang for their buck. Or are there alternatives or are there other options that they can be offered? And what I hear frequently is, well, why didn't they offer me that? Mm-hmm. I go, I have no clue. More than likely, they didn't. They are not, they're not signed up with Freddie Mac or they're not signed up with Fannie. Or maybe your loan officer didn't ask you the right questions or they just pigeonholed you into a product right off the bat. I, I don't do that. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, sometimes you, you get the feeling that you're being in a rush, right? Um, that they're in a hurry that, you know, maybe they, they're looking at you and you've got a small purchase and you're not a big fish. And it's like, well, I'm I'm waiting for that right? million dollar one <laughs> right. in the lobby right mm-hmm. there. Hurry up with yourself. Um, you're not like that. Um, everybody deserves housing and they deserve good service with the housing and they deserve options. And, you know, that's the nice thing about working with you, Phil, is I know you offer lots and lots of options to consumers and, and you do take the time with them. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, your a story that you've got, uh, a really good story this week. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to call it basically the story of the month. Uh, client calls me, they have no income, no okay. income, but wants to apply for a $1.1 million demo, demo of a current property they own. They're going to demo the property, and then they're going to build a $1.1 million house. Now, when I said she didn't have any income, and this is a true story, her total income was $2,300 a month on basically disability. Okay. Well... When the client asked me that they had 1.1, I started, wanted to build a $1.1 million home. I started to ask myself questions. Assets. Do they have assets? Mm -hmm. IRAs, stocks, bonds, annuities, a trust. Well, here I find out she's got $3.3 million in an IRA that she received from an inheritance. Okay. But she's not, but she's not drawing off. Right. She's not getting any income off of it. Well, guess what? It's called an asset depletion program. Okay. I will tell you 80% of lenders don't even have it. And what is an asset depletion program? We basically take that $3.3 million. We take 70% of its value. You then divide it by 360. And oh, by the way, my client now has $15,000 a month income that can be used to qualify. Now let's think about it. She's got 3.3 million in an IRA. Do we really think she's gonna default on a house? Probably not. Okay, so 
So she was able to get approved because you were able to offer more programs and because you were also um, aware of the different options to, to do that, whereas somebody who might not have even known that there was such a program as that. Um, so the good news is, like what you said, Phil, is always good to get a second opin- opinion Absolutely. with you um, and, and see what Phil has to say. Mm-hmm. Ask Phil the question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You got to pick pick his brain. <laughs> right. Right, Phil? By the way, her loan was des- de- was denied by five different lenders. Wow. And she's like, I have money. <laughs> that has to be way, so frustrating. Her loan, her loan is approved. And right now, they've already demolitioned the house. And they're already putting up the foundation around the house. I did a construction loan. And now I'll do an end loan. So I'm going to end up doing two loans for her. And it went through a double underwrite, and I got both double underwritings approved. Right. Okay, and she's happy. Right. So, anyway, uh, I think this is a great show, and mm-hmm. we encourage everybody to listen to our podcast. And right. you can go to My Talk 1071, keyword red hot. Reach out to us during the week at 651 578 2218, either call or text. Right. And we will see you guys next week. Again, that's MyTalk1071.com, keyword red hot.